Welcome again to an Easter morning. Welcome once again to a day where we celebrate the risen Christ because he is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. But you heard what the disciples even thought. The women came back from the tomb with this wonderful, glorious news that the tomb was empty, and they said, baloney. Okay, they said this sounds like idle tales, but it carries about the same weight. They said, that doesn't make sense. There's no way that could have happened. Not long ago, Michelle and I came across a book. It's a great book. Uh, it's a full collection of Grimm's fairy tales. We... <laughs> start laughing. <laughs> I wasn't even there yet. No, but it's this collection of fairy tales, and it's wonderful. Some are many pages long. Some are three paragraphs long, and every now and then I'll crack it open, and I'll read, and I'll get to the last word, the end of the story, and Michelle looks up and says, what? That's it? That's how it ends? Like, there, there's nothing there. It's empty. It makes absolutely no sense. And I said, I don't know, I didn't write it. I was just reading it to you. <laughs> and then we go on to the next one and try and find another one. You know, but it's, it's an idea of stories that are words strung together in sentences, but there's no meat there. There's no sustenance there. There's sometimes not even a lesson to pull from it there. And then I started to think of other times that we hear these kind of empty phrases and empty stories. And, and then I started to think of fifth graders. And not that their stories are empty, but the question that they ask. And it starts around fourth, fifth grade, and it goes on into high school and then into college. And really, any skeptic's mind, what if? Well, what if? You know, what if clouds were made of cotton candy? What if the moon really was made of cheese? What if um, God is some like grilled cheese God that is just smart enough to stay outside of our furthest uh, visible way of looking through a telescope so there's no real verifiable, verifiable truth, but we just kind of blindly believe that something is out there? What, what if? And these are the questions that roll through our mind quite often. What if? I mean, what if all that Christ said he was going to do didn't happen? Would you still believe? Now, we want to be very pious and say, yes, of course I would still believe. But then we're not quite listening to what Paul wrote, too. Because Paul wrote, he said, if in this life only we have benefit in Christ, then we're of most men most pitiful. If Christ was only a teacher, then what's the point? There's a lot of good teachers out there. If Christ was just a leader, then again, what's the point? I mean, there's a lot of good leaders out there. If Christ died and stayed dead, what's the point? People have been doing that since Adam. And so we hear Paul say that it's not a blind faith that he follows. He says, if you can prove to me that Christ is not risen from the dead, I'll throw in the towel. That's it. It's over. If you can show me the fact that Christ isn't who he said he is and who he claims to be as the Son of God, so be it. We'll follow somebody else. Eat, drink, be merry, for tomorrow we die just like everybody. 
But what if that's not the case? What if what Christ said is actually true? What if what Christ did actually happened? What if history is actually history and they're real events? What if, what if all of that actually took place? Because the Bible isn't fairy tales. It's history. The Bible isn't just a collection of niceties and words strung together. It, it's actual stuff. It's where God has had his hand in the lives of men to make himself revealed to his own creation. What if what the women said coming back from the tomb was true? See, you can imagine Peter and the disciples start pondering that what-if question for a minute. Their initial reaction was, nah, <laughs> whatever. Your words are empty. Idle tales coming back just hopeful women from the tomb that were going to go and you know, take care of a body, but maybe your emotions got the better of you and you're just back trying to raise our hopes up. But no. It got enough of Peter and John to run. To run from where they were hidden behind locked doors for fear of being crucified. To run from the comfort of their upper room, the comfort of their place where they were all gathered together in safety. To run across town, to run outside the city walls, to run to where Joseph of Arimathea's tomb was and where they had laid Christ down, where they had sealed a tomb, where there was a rock rolled in the way, where there was a Roman guard and soldiers, where there were already rumors going around about the disciples stealing the body because the Pharisees had put those rumors out into the town to say, hey, just in case it disappears, let's start this story. But what'd they find? They found an empty tomb. They found linen cloths, not just strewn about, but folded, set in place, which is beautiful if you think about it. I want you to think of going to dinner somewhere. When you're done with dinner, what do you do with your napkin? Oftentimes, you just kind of throw it up on the plate. Now, if you're walking away from the meal, but you intend to come back, what do you do? Well, oftentimes, you fold it, and you put it in your seat. Or you fold it nicely, and you put it to the side. A way for a server to walk by and say, oh, they're coming back. What did Peter and John find? Well, they found things in order, set to the side. The master is coming back. See, he had risen with purpose. He had risen with intentionality. He had risen, and then he goes to see the disciples and talk with them, and eat with them, and walk with them, and live with them. And he comes back and he says, my peace that I have now made before God is yours. Receive the peace as I breathe it over you, and walk with you, and teach you, and guide you, and send you to be my witnesses, to send you out into the world to be a firsthand witness, an account given so that people would believe. It's not a what if. It's a what is. What is? What did happen? What actually took place? And what actually took place was Christ is risen like he said he would rise. The women's words were true and valid. And Christ stood amongst their presence, not in some spiritual form, but in physical fullness. 
a perfected body still bearing the marks of the cross upon it as he ate fish with them, as he walked with them, and as he guided them. And then he appeared to over 500 at the same time. How's that work? doesn't matter. It's what happened. And so we don't have to ask what if about Jesus or what if it was true or what if it is real. It's what is true because our god is love and our god is truth and what he speaks is real and what he does is physical and he walks once again and lives to bring you life in his name amen would you please rise as we sing and for any that might have children in the nursery it's a great time to bring them back in <laughs>